Just turn there to First Peter um, chapter 1, verses 2 through 12. While you're turning, of course, next Sunday night, it's already been mentioned, uh, our fifth Sunday night singing, and ice cream and cake to follow. Amen. We might ought to eat first. Jesus could come before we have the singing, I mean, you know. I'm <laughs> serious now. Hey, you say, I don't have a churn? Well, go buy some. Let's load the table with ice cream. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. What in the world is all of that? Well, our hearts should be so full of the Lord, it's hard to describe. You've got to experience God. I mean, that's just how it is. You've got to get into his word, read his word, ask God to speak to your heart through his word. Uh, and the Bible says, over, Paul over and over says, Joyce, rejoice, be in the joy of the Lord, serve the Lord with gladness. Uh, I mean, a happy time. Uh, you know, if church is boring, why is it boring? Are you ready? Are you prepared? Are you come to worship? Are you come to be seen? Are you come to see somebody? Joy unspeakable is knowing what God has done for us. You know, I was thinking of Miss Sheila. Both hands have been worked on, and to hear her play, you wouldn't know nothing's ever happened. Joy unspeakable. Hey, now, maybe everything ain't back like it's supposed to be. I was in school with a man many years ago in Bible school. His son played the banjo well. I mean, really well. And somebody didn't like it, and they took it out on him, and they, they literally broke his fingers to my, my memory, just broke them. I also know a man in Ohio, his son. His daddy told him, no, he said, Daddy, I want a, I want a banjo. Well, that's a lot of money if any of you play instruments. I mean, thousands. So he told his son, he said, if... He said, I'm going to buy you a cheap banjo, but you, it'll be playable, and I'll have it tuned up for you. And he said, when you can play like Earl Scruggs, I will buy you anything you want as far as a banjo goes. And I forget what their number one hit was up at Cripple Creek or something. I don't know, okay? So this is what he, he, says, he bought him that guitar or that banjo. And that man told me, he said, my son, every night, I'd hear him in there playing, practicing, and said he finally got, after about a year and a half, he'd not miss a note. And I said, okay, where are we going? He told me, he said, Daddy, that's where we're going. I think it was like $8,000. But the boy in school was being bullied so, had people in and said, we, we're going to break your arms. We'll fix you where you'll never play again. Well, of course, they took him out of school, they're homeschooling a good boy, a good family. But... You know, hey, the world is against us. And, and we need to understand and know that our joy is not in this world, y'all. I mean, you heard Brother Rusty share all the, the, the junk in our entire world this morning. Um, I mean, it's, it, it's not a joy to live here every time you turn around somebody is after you or after what you've got. But one thing is sure, they cannot take away your or my salvation. It is joy unspeakable, and we need to be full of glory. Now, that full of glory simply means 
the total of all God is or ever will be and what he has been, okay? He has been, he created this world. What is he doing now? He is looking down on us, having mercy on us. What is he going to do? Hey, he's going to send his son one day for us. And for sure then, it'll be joy unspeakable and full of glory. We won't need to, we, we won't need to do anything but be there and participate. I mean, can you imagine this knowing and, and enjoying and feeling and experiencing? You know, every time Lynn and I go off, we, we head back home and most every time, hey, we don't have to be gone but a few hours. She'll say, I am so glad to be home. I love our house. Can you imagine those who've already gone before us who are in heaven right now? Who, hey, I'm so glad I'm home. I love my new place. Okay? Hey, here, you can't satisfy us. I mean, we're always wanting to remodel or repaint. And, of course, all these places that sell the stuff, they just thrill to death, you know, to see us walk in. I mean, they become getting full of glory. Then here comes another consumer, you know, <laughs> who's going to come in and do. But listen, let me just give you four little simple things about joy unspeakable and full of glory. Now, first of all, we're going to read verses uh, 2 and first part of verse 3. Elect according to the full knowledge of God. In other words, God knows who's going to be saved and who's not. Now, there are groups today say, well, why do you want to witness? If God already, because God said go, ye therefore, you don't know and I don't know, but God knows, but he's expecting us to go. So that foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification, that word sanctification means man, set aside for special work. Okay? Think about all the work and things that go on within the family of First Baptist. Okay? Not everybody can do everything. But we put all of our efforts together. We've been sanctified. We've been set apart to do different jobs. Off the Spirit. And again, if you haven't taken a spiritual gift inventory, you need to pick it up. They're back there where Matt is tonight there, and he's also got the coins going on. But hey, you pick that up. If you haven't done it, please pick that up. Please pray over it sincerely and fill it out. It is for your advantage. And it's for the advantage of our church to better minister to those that we serve, okay? Through sanctification of the Spirit. Look what it says. Unto obedience. We don't like that sometimes, do we? Being obedient. We, we call our youngers down. We call our grand youngers down and say, hey, how come you won't be obedient? Just yesterday, Caleb's middle child. I don't know how you describe Ansley. They say her, it's her mother on steroids. That's what her grandmother said. But just yesterday, she's walking off. Well, I'm watching her. Nobody's in the house. We're all outside. She's walking across the yard. I said, Ansley, never let up. Ansley, never let up. I hollered. Ansley, you hear your granddaddy? She stopped and turned around. I said, where are you going? I'm going in the house. I said, no, baby, you can't go in the house because no one's in there. You've got to stay out here. She turns around and comes back. A lot of times, hey, she just whirls right around as if she didn't hear anything. Obedience, hey, is not only in youngins, it's for us as adults. Obeying. Who should we obey? 
our mates? No, not nearly as much as we should obey God. And the Bible, it lines it out. If we obedient to God, how we should be obedient to one another, even in a, a setting of a church family. And the sprinkling of blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Now look, here, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed. Christians, we are born for glory. That's the first thing. When we think about joy unspeakable and full of glory, we are born for glory. And as I said, glory is the total of all God has been, is, and will ever be to you and me. And I think about this. We can have all of God we want. He, he is not limited. We can have all of him that we want. First of all, when we think about joy unspeakable and full of glory, I think of my salvation, which was a free gift. And again, the things that we do, ministering, like Brother uh, Manny this morning, so you take that Bible, hand it out. I've, I've never, never, ever have anybody refused to take the Word of God out of my hand. And so far, no one has refused to take a coin out of my hand. You offer it. It's a, it's a miracle. Listen, it's nothing but a miracle that God could save a lost soul. And the lost world, adult-wise, not children, adult-wise says, well, I don't see how God could save me here in, in 2015 and he died over 2,000 years ago. I just don't understand that. You're not supposed to understand it. It's by faith. I believe According to the word of God, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So th this thing is nothing short of a miracle that took place in eternity before you and I were ever born. God made provisions. I mean, when Jesus died, the Bible's plain. He died once and died for all. Once. He's not going to come back to die again. Uh, and, you know, I guess it's okay, and you may have one hanging up in your home, and if you do, okay, don't go around and take it down. If it means something to you, don't take it down. But I don't need a cross with Jesus hanging on it, okay? He's not there. I want the empty cross. I want it right here. I want the empty cross because Jesus is not there. Died once, died for all, never to die again, okay? Now, uh, it took place in eternity, long before you and I were ever born, God looked down and saw that he wanted to make provision for everybody because it's not God's will that any perish and go to a devil's hell, but that all come to repentance. Saying, simply saying, Lord, I'm sorry. It takes all three. It takes God the Father. It takes Jesus the Son. And it takes the Holy Spirit. You can't do without. If you do without either one of them, you've done away with the Trinity. How do you explain the Trinity? I can't. When I try, if I try to explain it, I'm going to explain the thing away. You said you expect to see three when you get there? Yes, I do. I expect to see my Heavenly Father who created this whole thing. I expect to see my Jesus who laid his life down on the cross. And I expect to see the Holy Spirit that has lived in me forever. How many years that's going to be? May not be so, but I'm going to be looking. All right, not only the second birth, but we think about this joy unspeakable and full of glory uh, is the Christian's hope. Let's look at the scripture again, picking up verse 3, there where we left off, and go through verse 4. Which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection 
of Jesus Christ from the dead. Hey, we're not at Easter time yet, but don't you know that the resurrection stirred that crowd up that was glad to see him put down? I mean, three days later, he's walking the streets. Can you imagine what the papers, if they had been a paper, say, hey, he's alive, we've seen him. You crazy. Remember what Thomas said? I'm not going to believe. You can't even convince me unless I see him myself. And he did. And when he did, his joy was unspeakable and full of glory because he simply said, my Lord and my God. All right, look at verse 4. To an inheritance. That's what we're headed for, y'all. To an inheritance. Now, Lynn and I, we've already got all the inheritance from our parents we're going to get. They left us what they left us. They left us. It's gone. So what good is it now? It's not good for anything. But our inheritance is in the Lord. It's a, it's a thing of inheriting. And in in, look what the Bible says. Incorruptible. I mean, hey, it's going to be perfect. Can you imagine I can't imagine. No more grass cutting. <laughs> huh? Amen. Amen. No more weed killing. It's amazing to me. I, if I could grow tomatoes like I grow weeds, I'd look like a mater because I love maters. Incorruptible. Look what it says. And undefiled. This world is defiled. You mark it down. And that fadeth not away. People who leave stuff outside don't have a cover on, what does it do? It fades. It becomes discolored. It doesn't look pretty. Look what it says. Reserved in heaven for you. We show up at a lot of restaurants sometime, and they say, you have reservations? I don't know. I have to tell this story. Lynn uh, has a brother. He can, you can embarrass him by saying, Greg got one hair right here in these books. He's embarrassed. Boom. We had a, I had a friend who would buy old vans and he'd go by the remnant, carpet remnant place and buy all kind of scraps of carpet and he'd glue them. He'd put paneling on the inside of these vans and then glue different colors of carpet all over it. It was plush. I mean, brand new carpet. When you got in that van, I mean, it smelled like a brand new automobile. Didn't have but two seats and that was up front, everybody else sitting in recliner. I mean, this folding chair. So we decided we'd go down to Atlanta, Georgia. It was our anniversary. The couple, that, the man that built the van, it was his anniversary too, and we invited some other people to go with us. Well, in that company was an old boy who was backwards and backwards as everything. I mean, he was backwards. If he was going forward, he was backing up. We arrived at the restaurant, and uh, of course he asked, do you have reservations? said, no, we've drove down here from, from Anderson, South Carolina, and oh, well, okay, we'll, we'll make some accommodations. Well... We walked over and sat down, and recorded the guy come. I said, Michael, this was a backwoods back. Go see what he's want. He walked up there, and the guy said, uh, do you all want to be fitted for a jacket? Well, we was dressed like I am. And uh, Michael comes back, and he said, he wants to know we want a coat. I said, what? I said, Michael, go up there and tell him we're not here for clothes. We're here to eat. Here goes Michael back up there again. And the man said, sir, what I'm saying is, in order to eat in here, you must have a dinner jacket. Mike said, well, we ain't got no jacket. He said, well, just hold on a minute. One, two, three, need four. He went in the back and come out with these ugly colored green jackets. <laughs> Lamb's brother could have went under the table. We put these things on and we went and enjoyed the meal. After supper, of course, we, the meal, we turned the coats in. And they had ballet parking. Now, this is what's... <laughs> 
oh boy, he gave the keys. And they took off, and Rick, they come back in this nice Dodge. I mean, it was classic, pulled up there, you know. And everybody's standing there, and they're looking at one another. And Ronnie said, that, that's, that's not our van. Our van is a white Ford. It looks blah, blah. Well, it had done embarrass Lynn's brother so much that he and Lynn had walked off down the street. <laughs> Finally, here they come rolling up in that classic. We all crawled in and went down the street and picked them up. I mean, what a hoot. I mean, you know, my goodness. Well, you know, things happen, and it happens beyond what we uh, want. Uh, reserved, the word. I, I'm, I'm glad my reservation have already been made in heaven through the Lord Jesus Christ and his shed blood. It says for you. Hey, you can't get any more personal than for you. If I say I want you to have this, it's nobody else's. It is yours, okay? We understand that. We, all, we know where we are. We know where we're going. Uh, it's an inheritance. It's a living hope through Jesus. He paid the way. Sometimes we go into restaurants and we cert see certain people that love us and they support us. And if we aren't careful, uh, we end up not having to pay at all because they, they just want to do it. Sometimes we don't know who it is, but it's a, you know, our way's been paid. It's amazing. It's already been paid. It's an inheritance. The Bible says incorruptible. Nothing can ruin it. Nothing can stain it. Nothing can touch it. Nobody's going to get your seat. Now, this crowd back here don't care who got their seat. You know, look around behind you, right over here. This crowd right over here, they don't care. You got Brian holding the whole corner over there down there by himself. I mean, he's, he's fighting these people wanting his seat. Okay, Christians, <laughs> we're, talking about, we're talking about unspeakable uh, joy and full of glory. Um, we're born for this glory. God give it to us. And also, secondly, Christians are kept by this power. Um, here again, uh, that's amazing. Look at, look at verse 5. Who are kept. That's what the Word said. I didn't say that. That's what the Word says. Who are kept by the power of God. I don't have to keep myself. All i got to do is stay prayed up and confessed up. And He keeps my soul in right relationship with Him. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. Look what it says. Ready. You remember getting on the line? And you heard, ready, set. I'm just nervous here. Waiting on the go. Salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. There will be come. There will be a time when it will be the last time we meet in here. There will be coming a time when we'll attend this service for the last time. There will come a time when we will we'll be announced, hey, we're going out to the graveyard now, it's over with for him. There will come a time when the last day is over with and we're chalked up as, hey, they're gone. They're out of sight. They're not out of mind. The word kept here is a military term, and it simply means to guard, okay? I'm being guarded by the Holy Spirit of God. He is my guard, my guide. He is the one calling the shots. If I'm obedient, back to what I said in the beginning, if I'm obedient uh, to God the Father, it's by God's power, it's by God's strength that he has given that to the Holy Spirit to keep us right. Okay, let's go with the third thing. It's unspeakable, joy unspeakable, and full of glory. Christians are being prepared for glory. 
Look at verses 6 and 7. He says, Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, the season in which we live in right now, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. And we're surrounded with them. We're covered up with the devil and all that he wants to do to us and throw at us, harm us. Hey, it's out there. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory. What does it say? At the appearing of Jesus Christ. We are going to see him. I mean, our literal eyes are going to see Jesus when, he, when the trumpet is sounded and the voice is shouted and he splits the eastern sky when he comes back and the dead in Christ going to rise first. If I'm done gone, I'm going to see him. If I'm walking around here, I'm going to see him. I'm not going to be left behind. I'm going to be caught up to meet him in the air and I'm going to see him just as he appears. And thank God nobody can take that away. Can you imagine our church folk who have done gone on? Do you reckon they reflecting back on us at all? I mean, I don't know. They know what they had here, but look what they got there. You know, Lynn and I getting back from Africa and all that, we can in our mind close our eyes and go to that very spot in Oringa, Tanzania, in that children's home. And one of the things that makes you homesick is when you know what you got. But they were just as happy as they could be because they didn't know what we know. So we need to be content. Paul said be content for whatever state you're in, whatever you have, whatever's going on in your life. Because we don't really know what they know other than the Scripture. Christians are being prepared uh, for glory. We need to keep in mind God's plans is being performed now through trials, manifold manifestations, all that stuff, in preparation at what awaits us. What awaits us. Trials, hey, they're going to vary. He says they're going to vary. You think, man, I can't take much more. Well, don't fret, because God's not going to lay on his youngins any more than he's capable of helping us through. Trials, they're coming. Trials are not easy. According to Scripture, they're heavy. That's grief. Grief or pain. Trials can be controlled by God. The seasons. You know, God, listen, God's got his eyes on the clock. But he's got his hand on the thermostat. You can remove the battery. You can take the hands off of a clock, but you won't stop time. Time is going on. From the time the world begun till Jesus, it was a countdown, right? Since then, we're counting up. For how long? Only God knows. Let me give you a last thing right quick. We're talking about joy unspeakable and full of glory. Christians, we can enjoy the glory right now. Look at, look at the verses, uh, where did I get to? Verses 8. Whom having not seen, you love. That's Jesus. We haven't seen him, okay? Now, why do we love him? I just simply wrote the word in, my, in the scripture over that verse, faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. We want to please God because he loved his son. 
Okay? Whom having not seen, ye love. That's faith. In whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, that's trusting, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Paul said, hey, with joy, and then he says, rejoice, rejoice in the Lord to know no matter where I am, what's going on, he's going to be there. His hand is there to help me and see me through. But I have to allow him to. And it might be a direction in which I'm not too carried away about going. But he's promised to go with us. So if he's promised to go with us, and he is because he said, I'm not going to leave you and I'm not going to forsake you. If you get off track, I'm going to be there with you. And of course, if you're on track, I'm going to be there with you. Okay? Verse 9. Receive me the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Do you realize right now, lost and saved souls are paid for. He's already paid for it. It's a done deal. He can't break the contract. People who don't accept Christ will be the ones that breaks the contract. But it's already paid for. Look at verse 10. Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. It's been preached. It's been taught since the beginning of time. Verse 11, searching what? Or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify? And we can go all the way back to the book of Genesis and the, and the, and the Spirit was present. The Bible says, and the Spirit of God moved upon the waters and divided them. And you go all the way down to Revelation. Hey, the Spirit of God's not always strive with us. We've got to listen. When he speaks, I don't need a second opinion. What it says are, uh, when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ. Um, Psalm 22 talks about that. The sufferings of Christ. Isaiah talked about that. Way before it ever even happened, he talked about a suffering, a man who would come and suffer and die. Okay? And the glory that should follow. The glory, the Bible says, as he had with the Father before he left, as he had with the Father while he was here, and as he gone back home, the glory that he has with the Father now. Look at verse 12. Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us, they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Spirit sent down from heaven. That's where he came from. Remember, Jesus said, unless I go, the Spirit's not going to come. So Jesus went, then comes the Spirit. Which things the angels desire to look into. God told the prophets, hey, here's what I want wrote down. I want warnings wrote down. I want prophesy. I want everything wrote down so the people will know what's going to happen and how it's going to be. In times. Suffering. Hey, Jesus, he came. He suffered. He died. He returned to glory. Now, from the time Jesus left here, up until right now, okay? And we know it's been over 2,000. We are in what's called the church age, okay? How old is the church? Hey, it's as old as when Jesus died and died 
And the Bible talks about he, he died for the church and the gates of hell have not prevailed against it. It's been going on ever since. Don't worry about the church. The church will always be until Jesus comes and rescues the church out. Not these buildings, by the way, but those of you and us who have been saved. We are in the church age. And may we not flounder around with what God has blessed us with and, and the love that he has given in our own hearts through him to go out and share uh, as Brother Manny said this morning, just a simple thing, opening a door for someone. And Rusty, just, just, just open the door. Say, hey, let me open that door for you. Or help somebody out. You'll see the needs, they're out there. And we as a church, we need to reach out the best we can and meet that need with what God has given us so that our joy will be unspeakable. And we'll be full of glory. Father, thank you for the time together. Thank you for the opportunity to be here with our people. God, I love you and I thank you so much for these who have come tonight. Bless their homes. Give them a good week. And our school system, everyone connected with our school system, dealing with children. God, be with them in a special way. Be with our children. And all the places where our people hang out. God, help them to be a witness to you. God, we love you and we thank you for all you do for us. In Jesus' name, amen.